Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. Here we are in the Sag season, just speaking the truths. People are just listening. We're not talking to y'all. <laughs> We're not talking to you. I mean, I would love for some people to actually participate in Space Court. I've been trying That'd to have sick, that happen though. for like, I don't even know. I think Cosmic Cooking is where it's going to be at. But yeah, I think that'd be cool. Is there any way to do like a like a live chat or something? I mean, there there used to be a phone number that people could call into. I would love to have like callers. Maybe we just start with Space Court phone number mm-hmm. 707-780-2266. Just rewind it if you need to hear it again. I don't need to repeat it twice. Or email spacecourtuniversity at gmail.com and we'll get you connected. <laughs> that could be the first start questions emails comments yeah. <laughs> you know like reveal yourself like we want to have you on space court yeah we've had like two or three i feel like attempts at like trying to connect with the audience and it's mm-hmm. been non-receptive so i'm optimistic mm-hmm. that there's will be a season where that happens it's full moon bitch Space cord, space cord. Space cord, space cord. Space cord, space cord. We invite you to join us on a special lunar eclipse voyage. As the full moon is in Gemini. Yeah. Good evening, morning, <laughs> day, night, whatever time of day it is for you. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Should I? Are you going to be Victoria, or am I going to be Victoria? Nah, that bitch does her own thing. I she can't can do even. it. Mm-hmm. Today, on <laughs> what are we? Space court. Space court. We would like to introduce you to. A bitch that does a decent robot accent and thinks we talk too slow. Julie. Leo Sun. Scorpio Moon. Sagittarius Rising. So November 30th, right? We have our full moon eclipse in Gemini. With eclipses come um, stronger influences, stronger pulls. Um, it's basically the same as a regular full moon, but it's just like kicked in a high gear because it's an eclipse. Mm. A little rare. It's a good one. We know that all full moons, right, are like moments to choose to end or to enter the process of ending something. Mm, the completion. Um, yeah. yeah, in order to start something new, which would be on the new moon on December 14th. From what I understand, we got Gemini who like, I don't want to say more surface level, but they're just like no real need, no real like internal need to go like too deep into something, you know? For sure. Yeah. And then we have that opposing Sagittarius always who Mm. needs to know the depths of everything, right? Like as deep as they can possibly go into things, right? Yeah. So we're in the process of like difficult communication because we're dealing with, you know, a sign that doesn't want to know any details and a sign that wants to know all of the details, like too much Mm -hmm. detail. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
I, that's what I really like about Gemini. I have, I have really good friends that are Gemini's and my mom's a Gemini. And this made so much sense to me when I was thinking about it. Cause I'm just like, yeah, man, they really don't want to go there. And that's cool. <laughs> like that's part of like, that's part of, of course, what makes them who they are. And, and the great things about them is they're just like, they keep things lighthearted. They keep things fun. Right. And they're just like, yeah, we don't have to go there. It's cool. And they just, you know, want to move on and, and, you know, play and stuff like that. And Sagittarius yeah. is like, let's fucking talk about it. You know? Right. So. Right. We would like to introduce you to a bitch that sounds as if she might have been taking several hits of Nerefer during this episode. Unfortunately, the truth is that she's recovering from jet lag. Rachel. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. The Gemini is the light. It is, yeah, there's something there about not necessarily being on the surface, but it is, it's just kind of very playful. doesn't mm-hmm. need to go deep, doesn't need to do about truth. It's just like fun. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was just having a conversation with my friend who's a Sagittarius and she was talking about how, um, you know, like she feels this like internal need to always tell the truth, even when it's really like not going to benefit her because she can't handle the idea of a friendship falling apart because she mm. was dishonest. And that's something that I identify with. And I think that that might have something to do with me being a Sagittarius rising. Mm-hmm. Most of what we hear, uh, read or see is, is getting too complicated. There's too much knowledge. There's mm. too much shit, you know, going around and we're digging into all of it. And it's making it really difficult to see and understand reality and see and understand the truth. Cause they're just, you know, it's like uh, if you can imagine conspiracy theorists, you know, finding a rabbit hole and digging in it and knowing all of this information mm. about this one thing or about these million things that just like some of it could be true, but mm. we we know too much to know what's true and what's not true at this point. You know what I mean? Because mm. you can finagle proof in anything. Right. You can finagle truth in anything. So... We're just at this point, we're here as a society and as individuals where we just, we know too much or we think we know too much and it's really clouding our vision Mm. at the moment. So it's making it difficult to understand each other and understand ourselves, where we're at, where we're going. And Mm. it's opposing this simple-minded Gemini, you know, this simple mind and this complicated mind. It's making it difficult to express things in a very simplistic way. Mm. So we're kind of in this, uh, I remember the last couple of months we've been talking about communicating simply and effectively. It feels like these things are just like building on each other, you know, Mm -hmm. like they start off like, Hey, now's a really good time to try to figure out how to communicate simply. And it's like, yeah, okay. Communicate simply now. And then the next one is like, you need to stop communicating so complicated (laughs) or, (laughs) you know, stop doing it like Mm -hmm. this, you know, and with this being an eclipse, it's even stronger than it normally would have been, right? Just how people are communicating in the sense of just like sharing things, right? Like not Mm -hmm. checking facts or sources and they're just like totally forward something or you share something that you see. I don't know why people choose to share what they share. Obviously there's Mm -hmm. some motivation, but I think it's important to like take a look at that and understand one, what your motivation behind sharing something is. Two, like what's the source of the information that you're sharing? And then three, I don't know what third is, but I feel like, I always want to list things in threes. It's more powerful. More than two, less than four, man. 
<laughs> every time, every time. Gosh, it's, it's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> then the third one has to be something like, there has to be mm-hmm. some gut check with the intuition or something. Mm. Reaffirming that we have the North and South lunar nodes, which we still weeks later don't know a whole lot about. Um, We're getting there, folks. We're getting there. We are. We're definitely getting there. So the North node is in Gemini and the Southern lunar node is in Sagittarius. And what the Northern lunar node is what we need to kind of uh, draw ourselves to or keep our focus on. And the Southern lunar node is what we need to detach from. Hmm. So that being said, it kind of just reaffirms that Gemini simple communication not going too deep just trying to you know trying to get a good understanding of the bigger picture is what we need to put our focus on versus that complicated energy going too deep trying to understand the nitty-gritty of everything which is impossible do away with complicated ways of dealing with life and you know do your best to make things a little bit more simplistic what i know that i've just looked up is that the north node shifted and this mm-hmm. happened May 4th, 2020. It's going, the North mm-hmm. Node will remain in Gemini until mm-hmm. January 2022. This is a two-year span. That's pretty significant. This is exactly why communication continues to be like the theme, because that's such a Gemini theme. Communication, news, mm-hmm. gossip, transmission of information, ideas, thoughts, marketing, promotion, local mm-hmm. community, playful curiosity. So uh, we got the, okay, so the opposing signs, right, uh, being Sagittarius and Gemini, like, yes, they are opposing, which can cause like kind of some kind of frictional energy, but they are, they also can be complementary. Mm. You know, opposites do still attract and they can, you know, the yin and yang and the mm. business, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We could have a decent exchange still. Mm. The moon is emotional or rules the emotional. And the sun rules the ego. So we have to have, of course, a decent balance between those two. Because if we don't, things get weird. <laughs> you know, you're, right. Exactly. You're too emotional. You're a mess. You're too egoic. You're a narcissist. So I mm-hmm. figure it out. So we got Neptune and Pisces, right? Squaring the sun and squaring the moon. Because I think Pisces falls directly in between Gemini and uh, Sagittarius. Mm. Right? So Neptune is what we need to believe or have been led to believe dreams hopes what we want in life the more less concrete more wishes more flowy i guess dreamlike energy i just imagine like a like the cosmic sea you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. sea of possibility mm-hmm. sea of dreams sea of hopes that kind of thing i know we talked a little bit about angles and you know conjunctions sextiles try and stuff like that so squares are you know hard angles sharp corners they're an intense aspect and they dictate the need for action or they dictate action mm. um they're not necessarily bad they're just energies that you need to find an appropriate way to work with so they can work for you in order to get the favorable outcome that you are seeking but if not but this, then they're definitely bad <laughs> yeah, they, could, they could be pretty bad they could be pretty nasty so but it's just like, it's tension, you know, it's like this 90 degree mm-hmm. tension. It's like getting T-boned. It's pretty hard. It's pretty right. hard T-bone. You unless, know? unless you T-bone right, then it could actually be comfortable. Uh, no, I don't know. There's, <laughs> there like are a good ways to T-bone. Is, bad. is there? Is there a good T-bone? No, there's not a good... <laughs> T-boning really slow. <laughs> T-boning so, uh, when sure. there's like no kids in the car, you know, and like you both have insurance. Not too terrible. T-boning okay, when no one has go. insurance and there's kids everywhere. Big issue. Smart. So, I like that. Good analogy. 
Um, okay, so we got that 90 degree tension between these planets. This is like illuminating stressful situations. Mm. So that's what we got going on here with Neptune. The way I see it is like Neptune is like our beliefs, not concrete things, just belief systems. Dreams, dreams hopes, what we want, wishes, you know. Okay. And then we have what is, right? Knowledge and communication. Mm. So I imagine this meaning like tension between, you know, what we think we know and what really is. And us kind of coming to like finding out, like feeling the friction between like, oh, like this isn't what I thought it was. You know, this isn't what yeah. I dreamed this would be. This is mm. not, you know, this can be religious ideals. This can be relationship stuff. This can be family situations. Mm. Um, you know, it affects what we think things are versus and what we want them to be, what we hope for them to be. Mm. It's kind of like you're in a relationship and everything's like, you think everything's really great. And then something happens and you find out like everything was a fucking lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you like wake that. up. It's when you wake yeah. up. Yeah, We're talking yeah. about the good old, the good old woke story, which is always uh, a little jarring, you know, when you're yeah. asleep and you're in one world and then you wake up and you're in another. I don't think there's yeah. ever, I mean, I guess there's the nightmares, right? Which you wake up and you're like, oh, it was just a dream. Yeah. But I find I always have decent sleep and I'm happy to wake up. But <laughs> in reality, <laughs> that's not always the story. It's like, oh my gosh. I actually I mean, had that in February of this year. Like yeah. I had a big like like rug pulled from out under me. Uh-huh. And it really fucked me up. I, I was like super emotional over it because I was just like, oh my God, what is real? You know, like if this is not real, then what is real? You know? Yeah. What happened? Hard. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So the house, the home, the like family that I had in Big Island, Hilo specifically, mm-hmm. for the past four years. If you want the details of how Rachel's world crumbled just weeks before the COVID collapse, we invite you to call the Space Court hotline 707-780-2266. How could I have been so blind kind of thing? So anyways, Whoa. yeah, it was um, super intense. And Wow. But I mean, this is how life is for me, you know, like I I instantly knew like life was dealing me this like you have to leave this space. So there were all these elements that I was like, okay, I would not leave here unless I was forced out. Like I've clearly been forced out, which is super uncomfortable and I don't like it and brings up a lot of insecurities for me. But this is happening for a reason. And then Mm -hmm. March, April, May, June rolls around. I go back to Mauna and Surya offers me his place in Mountain View. I mean, just like, boom, like that. And it's like, all of a sudden, now I have my new direction. I mean, the way that everything just kind of unfolds and aligns, because again, also COVID happened during this time. Like, it's been an interesting year to say the least. But anyways, when I think of this Neptune versus reality, and when I think of, yeah, just kind of like waking up, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And as much as it was hard for me, like I definitely was in a space of disbelief and also just like what is real like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. your entire foundation is gone i have this like pretty uncanny trust for like things unfolding as they should i mean don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong i was like completely devastated in severe tears and like just heartbroken like completely heartbroken Mm-hmm. But all the while trusting like this is happening because there are greater things to come, you know, and mm-hmm. 
and even as I'm in the quote unquote greater things to come, I'm like, okay, so there's still greater things to come. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. But I mean, I hear stories of, and I know friends that have stories of this exact kind of scenario of this, like what you believe to be reality versus like what is, and especially with partnerships, like I've definitely seen that play out in a lot of friends' partnerships where it's just like, they totally thought one thing and then all of a sudden, I don't know what woke them up, but it was like, oh, this is super unhealthy. <laughs> this is super toxic. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, it's crazy how it plays out in some people's lives, man. Like hearing stories like that. I remember mm. when I was like a kid, my parents always told me, they were like, fuck with me a lot. <laughs> and my dad always told me that he gave birth to me. And when I tell you, <laughs> he would, okay, so he would he would make it sound like they were like emperor penguins. Like he gave birth to me and I was hatched. Like he, like he gave birth to this egg and it was me and then the egg broke and there I was. And we had this neighbor named Mr. Don and Mr. Don had this like pretty sizable beer belly, you know? Mm. And one day I went up to him and I put my hands on his stomach and I said, when are you due? And I got in so much trouble. (laughs) And I found out that men can't have babies and that ruined my fucking life. Wow. I know. That's insane. I know. Definitely not comparable to your your story at all, but... No, I think... I mean, this is it though. This is like the, like world shattering beliefs that completely dissolve right in front of your eyes like it's not okay yeah. <laughs> it, it yeah. has like severe consequences you know on yeah. the psyche you know and i mean even dramatic 100 and i mean even depending on what season of life like again like i'm a 38 year old bitch that was going along life just like pretty content and i still am that way but it's just like whoa that's so fucked up <laughs> you know when you fucking 20 dude 2020 yeah <sighs> i don't know how long i think neptune is in pisces for two years or has been for like two years or something like that like it's there for a minute oh, but it recently shifted there right i i get half information often yeah i, I have enough information to bring it up and i don't have enough to explain it very well hmm. yeah man doesn't pisces rule neptune or neptune rule pisces one of those mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so that's like extra strong energy Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in these situations, this can like bring a lot of confusion for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Just you know, just like you were talking about it with your situation in February, we start to imagine what it could become if we don't act efficiently. So we're like really vulnerable to the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of plays a role in like the whole Sagittarius bit because there's potential for us to dig so deep into what could be that we're kind of like brick walling ourselves. You know what I mean? No. This concept of like building up this brick wall in front of us and it being, and we're so close to it that it's all we see. And if we would just back up a little bit, we would see mm. that there's like space above and around the brick wall, you know? Right. Perspective. That's a good word. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're like building something, the focus, right, is so yeah. narrow that it's yeah. hard to see above, around, and maybe even like a few steps back or even maybe a few steps forward. So this could possibly bleed into our connections with our spiritual beliefs, our spiritual conventions in life, you know, our beliefs in safety, thinking that we're good when we're not good, thinking that we're safe when we're not safe, you know. Mm. So it brings this kind of 
warning or this kind of energy of don't do anything unless you're 100% sure that it'll work out. But we can't really be 100% sure of anything. More like don't do anything unless you have really consulted your intuition and your intuition is like fucking do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. I think that you did with like your tarot, you know? Because I feel mm-hmm. like the tarot is just an extension of your intuition, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. it is, it's still interpretive, it's still intuitive. You still read it through the, the lens of you. Mm-hmm. you. You know, it means what it means to you because of how you interpret life. Yeah. So the cards are just cards. It's like you that has the power and you that has the ability to read it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, as always, I think, you know, very good time to go within and consult yourself when you're making decisions based off of belief systems or i mean surrounding belief systems or surrounding mm. safety and things of that nature big big moving decisions mm. and kind of come to terms with there being a bit of a of a rift between what we believe and what really is and kind of be accepting of the fact that those things might kind of show themselves pretty soon you know like just try not to attach yourself so hard to things that are external easier said than done i guess it really gives us like a warning to not to not be so attached to not believe everything that we think or that we want to be true you know Mm. which is hard too because like there's also that like manifesting Mm. thing where you like okay well i have to put my full belief into things being this way so they turn out this way but even when we manifest stuff if something better is happening the universe is going to be like yeah fuck that we're going to do something better for you see either way you're going to get rocked you know mm-hmm. whether for the better or for the worse is going to happen i think the the trust muscle and the faith is really a key component and really just i think fucking being in the depths of the despair also like i don't think there's anything wrong with feeling it you know like go to the depths of that despair like i feel like there's a lot to be discovered there i think there's a lot of gems in in the brokenness and Mm -hmm. and it's not easy it's really hard well there's a lot of good that can come from that for sure you know Mm -hmm. like uh, i think a great example of that is the comet uh chiron right the Mm -hmm. wounded healer like Mm -hmm. Its emphasis is on being able to heal things in others, but ironically not being able to heal itself. Mm. So like if you go into those depths, maybe you'll be able to heal them, maybe you won't, but either way it'll make you better because you'll, you know, be able to you'll you'll take that energy and pass it on and be able to help somebody else. And likewise, someone will be able to help you somewhere. So I think that there mm. are definitely good things that do come from going deep, going into those places and feeling to heal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think there's a release in that, you know, mm-hmm. like when you go to those spaces, like that is where you can really have the healing. Because if you don't go to those spaces, I feel like it's kind of, it stays infected. Yeah, it's like a, what is it, brown recluse bite, right? Oh, tell me more. Have you ever seen that? Okay, so when someone gets bit by a brown recluse, it releases its venom that's like flesh-eating bacteria. Mm-hmm. And over a, like a, a couple of days, it'll go from being this like teeny tiny little spider bite to like being the size of a softball and you'll have a, like a hole wherever you were bit. It's crazy. It just like, it looks like acid, like eating your skin. It's just oh like a God. fucking hole in there. So if you, mm-hmm. if you don't get it taken care of, right. Mm. Cause, and I could easily see not wanting to get it taken care of cause it has to be cut open 
and scraped out and that shit is fucking painful right like no one wants to fucking scrape out their fucking body if healthy tissue you mm. know live tissue nerve endings like blood all that shit is there and you're just like along for the ride but if you don't do it then you have a softball sized hole in your body you know and who, mm. the fuck you could get gangrene you could get sepsis septic shock you mm. can you know like you can get all sorts of like nasty infections and that shit staff like you got to do the painful things, you know? So yeah, to, to get, get the healing. Of, yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Julie, talking to myself again, as I often do on this podcast. Oh, speaking of Chiron, uh, Mars is next to Chiron in Aries. And Mars rules action, right? Mm-hmm. And... Let's see, let's see. Who rules health? Who rules health? Is that Chiron? I think so. This whole health situation is not over. Health doesn't necessarily refer to like, you know, physical well-being, mm. sickness or anything. It's health could be emotional health, could be relationship health, work health, like financial health. Mm. Unfortunately, it's one of the really vague ones. It's like this could be anything, you know. So, mm. <laughs> but action is needed. And it's in Aries. Mars is in Aries. Mars rules Aries. Aries rules Mars. They rule each other. Who who knows how that works? Who rules what? Is it planets ruling signs or is it signs ruling planets? I understand it as planets ruling signs slash houses. Because I mean, in my mind, like houses and zodiac signs are more or less the same, which I don't think is actually true. I think there is some differentiation and I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then when I think of planets, I also, like, if I think Neptune, I definitely think Pisces. So anything that I would associate with Pisces, I also associate with Neptune. So if I think Neptune, I also think 12th house, I also think Pisces, and I see them all as the same thing. <laughs> you know? Oh. There are differences in them. And, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what they are. Carrying on. <laughs> so the sun, right, is trying, is creating this triangle to Mars and Chiron. And the sun's in Sagittarius, which deals with knowledge, right? We, we went over that. So mm. this is a, possibly a good time for a breakthrough in enlightenment, breakthrough in knowledge, knowledge to bring a breakthrough in your health, possibly. Mm-hmm. Potential to make decisions regarding health, regarding spiritual breakthrough, enlightenment, things of that nature. So trends are, it's weird because when I saw, when I was looking through, um, Yes. When I was looking into aspects, it was like, yeah, squares are sharp corners and hard edges. And I'm like, triangles are sharper corners and harder edges. Like, mm. But triangles are better than squares. It's less frictional energy. Triangles work better together. Mm. And they kind of talk to each other a bit better. They're like this little like three-way right. love fest, you know? I, yeah, I like to think as like squaring off versus like trying right triangle oh i like that i think that's totally made up but it's gonna work because it i like it is true to the nature of the aspect so when you think of squaring off it's definitely attention triangles Mm -hmm. they've got that effort right they're gonna try yeah they're gonna be fluid and like flow together The North Lunar Node, goddammit, is a sextile uh, Mars and Chiron. So that's good. Sextiles are good. They're smooth. They're easy energy. Not a lot of cause for action. 
which is interesting with it with being sextile Mars, but it kind of calms down that that communication issue and makes it a little bit more simple, kind of on its own. You know, some things, some some aspects, some things kind of just work with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and this is not okay. So let me let me just really quick disclaimer: this is not all happening on the night of the full moon. This is like progressively until the new moon in December. Does that make sense? This is like yes. the energy that is starting November 30th, moving towards December 14th. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the South Lunar Node trying Sagittarius, this kind of energy makes me think of like when you're fighting with a partner and you're at a place of this really hard lack of understanding, you get to this point where you've been fighting for three hours and you're like, oh, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get how you're feeling. Mm. Okay, that's not what I meant. I understand now and I wasn't understanding, but now I am like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Turning okay, point. exactly. Breakthrough, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. I see where you're coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. How can we move forward? Mm-hmm. So then ultimately that energy kind of switches and goes from being that confusing, what the fuck is going on? To a bit more positive, like, okay, this is how it is. This is what's going on now Mm. that we can see things clearly and see things simply. Now we can take some action, Mars, and figure out where to go from here. Mm. Figure out where to move forward more simply, North Mm. Lunar Node in Gemini. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is kind of happening around December 1st, I want to say. So like right after the full moon. Let's end on a positive note. How about that? December 11th, uh, the moon meets Venus, right? The moon deals mm. with emotion. Venus is love. Venus is emotion. Venus is partnership, things of that nature. Try to remember that emotions are fleeting, so don't make changes too quickly. Mm. On December 12th and 13th, the moon reaches Mercury in Sagittarius. So this is a pre-new moon, new moon on the 14th. This is really nice good time to share what we know with others and to move around more freely um, which is really nice considering the holidays coming up so to cap all of that off i think just be mindful of your health take time to act and to keep your health up both physiologically and also like mentally spiritually work-wise relationship-wise communication-wise don't move too quickly be willing to fight for yourself and to fight for the future that you want with yourself. Pay attention to yourself. Do things with love. Communicate simply. Move away from digging too deep into things and, and digging yourself into a hole and allow for positive communication to flow through you and into your life. Yeah, I think that's good. That's a wrap. <laughs> Space Court. Space Court. Inspired by our natal chart and sinistry readings of Britney Spears, Space Court will now utilize Britney's Gimme More in our moon introductions. All credit and thanks goes to Britney Spears and her constituents.